So, man, how you been? Good, dude. Good. Tell me, tell me. It's been a couple of weeks. What have you been doing? Yeah, dude. Same old, same old videos. You know, making videos like it's my job. Have you had more subscribers to the course? To the Framer Motion? Good question. I should pull it up. I don't actually know. Yeah, so basically, uh, we talked two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and You're like 400-something, 50? Yep, we're at 512 now. I haven't really done anything to promote it, let's see, in the last two weeks directly. I had a YouTube video last week, but it was not about Framer Motion, so I didn't mention my video. So the only people coming in are basically people dripping in from either other YouTube videos that they've seen or tweet threads that they've, you know, seen. So now we did, I did finish the demo with Ryan for the first video. So we want to make eight videos, I think. Okay. So our answer, our kind of final amount. And how did you, how did you arrive at that? Because I remember last week you, or last time you said, you know, you didn't know, it was like, I don't remember what you said, but it was like the course you wanted it to be either like you could make a course that's whatever, 10 weeks, 10 months, 10 years, whatever, right? Like you have yeah, different yeah, gaps. Yeah, so how did you arrive at it? Yeah, exactly. How did you arrive at this one, this length? I guess it's, I mean, I guess it's not final, but I kind of wanted to just pick a number. Mm -hmm. Man, pollen season in New York is so brutal. So I think eight feels pretty good as like it's a significant number of components. You know, feels like significant enough that you know, if you're going to spend money on it, it's like you're getting a good amount of content. Mm -hmm. I think you could do six or seven. But uh, I also want to like basically be able to give two away during the building of the course. Got you it. know, either to like the email list or to YouTube or to both. Definitely want to mm -hmm. publish at least one onto my YouTube channel. And so if you only had six and you give two away, maybe it's kind of like, okay, I'm paying for four. So yeah, you that's kind of how I'm feeling. I'm thinking about it right now. Got it. Do you think people actually pay attention to that? Like how many you've given away, away versus how many they have access you, to? You know, Adam said no, basically. Yeah. So he's like, you can basically find like two thirds of my stuff almost for courses online. Mm -hmm. So maybe it doesn't matter. But, you know, our hardest, I mean, it's been basically, I think it's been six weeks. I think we were tracking since we basically decided ourselves we were going to start it. And originally we wanted the course to be like a six to eight week project for us. That's like time box. So obviously that didn't happen. So it would be good. I don't know. Maybe we'll get through six and feel like they're pretty good, but it's going to be somewhere around there. But I think eight would be nice. And we have like, we have a bunch of ideas. So, you know. So yeah. the, like the, the lessons aren't set yet. When you say you have yeah. a lot of ideas, you mean like a lot of like what could be included in those we eight have videos? A list. We have a list of them and we have like some little demos of like big different categories, I guess. Like, you know, we want to cover like a list with like adding and removing items you know animated we want to cover like our first videos like a checkbox we did that last week we want to cover a fixed a scrollable header we want to cover you know so in order to kind of teach the library it's not teaching the library it's like really about the components so it's not like a comprehensive we're going to teach you every api mm -hmm. but yeah i think we have like a lots of specific ideas and so i think it'll be a matter of like choosing pruning down that list it's you know they're more concrete than just general ideas but yeah yeah. How, how do you prune that down? Do you have like a, I guess I'm thinking, do you have a, who's your target audience? Is that the right Yeah, term? I think it's, I think the, again, it's not like you take this course, you do learn from emotion, but it's not like walking through the guides or the docs. It's kind of aspirational, I guess, in some sense, right? It's like an aspirational course where you want people to see things that, you know, 
are, it's more important for the videos to be like inspiring and for the demos to be like really polished and cool as opposed to like, again, you know, here's how the API works. So we're looking for examples from like Stripe and things and stuff like that. These really nice apps to try to make, yeah, to try to make things that are like, you know, the kind of things you would see and be like, I'd be really interested to see how that was built as opposed to like, I'm going to watch this and then do the exact same thing at my job. I mean, you should be able to bring in the ideas, but it's more like, you know, if I was watching how something at Tesla was made, it's not necessarily because I want to do it myself. I mean, you can always bring in, like, usually you get a few techniques from these things, right? But it's about, like, the details and the polish on those sites. So that's kind of, like, the guiding factor, I guess. And it's not, you know, so the audience is not, like, a beginner necessarily or someone who's just mm -hmm. starting out. It's maybe someone, yeah, kind of like maybe like us a year ago, you know, yeah. where we've had, a, you know, we have React, you know, years of React experience under our belt. We understand how it works. Animation is always something that kind of gets like, you usually don't budget for it or you're, it's not right. usually something that you're able to spend a lot of time on. But, you know, you see Stripe launching the new websites. You see like these apps that are just like, oh man, how would I do or you just see things on iOS, right? That's kind of how it started for me. Like I would just see these interactions on iOS, be like, you know, you pull down from the control center and everything kind of bubbles in. It's like, how would I do that? It's like a staggered bubble animation with like opacity, the background blurred. Like I can mm. see it, but I can't really like deconstruct it. And how, how would I build that? And um, you can build all that stuff with frame of motion. So it's like, yeah, it'd be fun to watch someone do this with a library that I can use. I like I can. I can understand how these APIs work, but I wouldn't understand how to go about recreating this specific, like really cool animation. So got it. Okay. I think that makes yeah. sense. Like, I think yeah. that's clear. So it's really, it's not like a how to video or it's not a, like a, a you're not going to be teaching frame or motion per se. Like you said, the whole API, it's more about creating a course that inspires people to design these really nice high fidelity, you know, user interfaces but with the, like the with whatever frame frame motion does which is, i, I yeah. guess i don't really I, I have some sense of what it does because i've seen your your tweet threads but yeah 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 cool. that's the idea yep and it's just because like you know frame like animations are pretty you know interesting people like them it would it feels like it's a good first product for us to have up whereas we would like to do like you know, we love teaching like domain modeling, right? But it's not right. sexy. It's harder to sell. People visual. Think, yeah, exactly. Visual is, it makes it easier, at least as a first thing. We always used to talk about that with like Ember Map where we would do animations or some UI thing. And then like you have the series on declarative rendering and what that is and how, how to wrap like imperative APIs in a declarative boundary or doing something on data modeling. Those are the things that we're like actually caring about teaching people because they're the things that we see people make most mistakes and have like the biggest impact on their code. But you have to kind of slip those in with the veggies as of and then, you, you know, the main course is like the animation. This is the thing that gets you to eat your veggies, I guess. So just again, as trying to get a product out there, just something out there. Yeah, just trying to make money on the Internet in our in this new like with the, our new focus feels like it's a good self-contained thing that we can get up and see how it goes you know so that that was kind of that was kind of the idea there gotcha okay yeah and is the is the course i mean you might not have decided this yet but is the course meant to be just like a series of videos are you offering are you planning on offering anything else with the course like transcripts or access to be, forums or things like that good question it would be nice to have a q a so videos and 
the code. So there's probably going to be either, mm -hmm. you know, probably one repository with all the demos in it, probably. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll just use like the issues on that repository for Q&A because I definitely want people to be able to ask questions instead of starting like a Discord server or something like that. I don't, wouldn't really want to do that right now. Okay. Some people on my YouTube channel have asked for a place to ask questions and interact with me and stuff. So Discord could potentially be in the future somewhere, but I'd like to stay away from it for now just because it's like one more thing to check, you know? Yeah. And probably time consuming for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like the forum. Like if you can yeah, create forums. cohort style where like people can interact with each other and it doesn't need to be you answering right. questions, then that right. could be could be good. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, our biggest thing is just is we need to just time box it, you know. We're starting some more consulting work next starting I guess next week. Mm -hmm. bumping up our our current engagement to like more time so it's gonna you know we're gonna have to be really dialed in like i my video my youtube video this week i didn't shoot till yesterday i want to get it shot on tuesday night but i think i'm gonna try to start getting my youtube video shot like i mean monday night would be awesome if i could just really if, treat like a deadline and have to get it done then then that frees up a lot of the week to do other stuff the video right. I shot yesterday was like an hour edited. It'll be like 40 minutes, but still it's just, a, it was just a, a big demo, I guess. But I think I need to start buttoning those up a little bit and just doing smaller chunks of, you know, just smaller things. So it's going to be interesting to do that, but we have to time box and work backwards from when we want this thing to go because otherwise it's just going to, yeah, it's going to take a long time. And it's like our, that's our biggest challenge. In terms of time boxing, do you have a sense? Like, you know, you, you said originally you want to spend six to eight weeks on this. I think that's what you said. Um, yeah. Is that what you're planning? Or like, I mean, and I now we have eight. Six weeks. We have our first component done. So, I mean, if we could do one, you know, if we could do one a week, that'd be really good. It's because it's already not. I mean, we had, we did one last week, but it's not like we've shot the video for it. I, I think that's going to be the easier part. It's the, the biggest unknown part is like, is actually coding it. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's uncomfortable for me to like have to actually do that but i know that's what you have to do like you you know because i want it has to be at a certain level of quality and and you want it i can definitely be a perfectionist at times so the only answer is to like scope down and figure out what you can deliver at that level of quality within the time that you have mm -hmm. and it sucks because you want to do everything you know people <laughs> right. who are like us who are builders like you always have more ideas for ways to make it even better so you have to you have to stop it at some point you know yeah so I really like, I miss, you know, when we had Ember map going regularly and we're working a lot on it, it was nice because yeah, we just did two videos a week and you know, wow, yeah, I'm just two a fan a of that. Yeah. I'm just a fan of that, you know, because yeah. And we weren't even full time on it. It's nice because like, it's easier to say what's the best video I could make this week. You always have another shot at it next week. Whereas of course like this is kind of like just a bigger project, you know? Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to make it into a smaller project. Like it's bigger in our heads, maybe because right. you launch it and it's out there. But I wonder yeah. if there's like a way to create iteration in it in some way. Yeah. Like not that you're going to go back and re-record things because that is a pain. But I don't know if there's a way to make it less big in our minds so that it's easier yeah. to to undertake. Right? Because anytime there's this huge project, it has. It's for me. It's so difficult to start it to get going. So if it's like smaller steps, I can actually do them and it kind of like completes totally. the thing did you see did you see ben ornstein's tweet about that he got he hired the guy for tuple who was helping him with like getting things done stuff do you see any of that do you, do you listen i don't to know product? I, I listen to art of product so i i know what you're talking about probably but i don't know if i saw the tweet 
Yeah, it was a good tweet, and it was talking about getting. He's really good. This guy's really good at like, getting things done. The, the mm-hmm. framework, the process. Oh, and, oh, gotcha. Um, have you heard of GTD? You've heard of it. I, I've heard of it. I don't know where I've heard of it, but I haven't like actually looked into it. Or yeah. is the, is it a book? Maybe. So I, I think know. it was originally a book, and there's tools for it and all sorts of stuff like that. But yeah, he said, you know, he basically said like, if you have something like work on a course, that's obviously too big of a thing. You're never going to make moves on that. But if you break it down, and then you have a video, and you say, okay, what's the first thing you do for the first video? It's like choose a demo and then like code the example. Okay. Now that's fun. Those are like fun steps that we can start making momentum on then record the video, you know, things like that. So we've tried to do that, but it's, it's, it's just juggling it with everything going on, I guess. But you know, we, yeah, if we had to do like two videos or, or, or two demos this week, we would just figure out the best two demos we can do. And maybe we would take on something that's not so complicated so that we could actually finish it. But yeah, we should probably take some time and think about that and actually set some deadlines because that's really the only thing that's, it's just hard. Like I wanted to shoot my video Tuesday night and like, I just couldn't get it prepped in time. And I just, you know, part of it, I was just tired at the end of the work day and stuff. And I was like, if I was working for someone, I had to do this. I would just do it. I would just suck it up and do it. You know, if it was like a client that you owed and it's just hard sometimes when you work for yourself to like have the same, <laughs> it's that focus that you have to get something done. Right. You know, it, it gets done. But so it's, it's hard to do that sometimes to recreate that that artificially that, you know, the, the pressure and the focus of a, of a true deadline, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there's something here that you can. Could like well, fake like, it with an external promise or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Commit here or or I mean, I don't know how you work. Like, I think there, there's two sides. One is like you could set aside a day to work on the course like i don't know how your schedule works right like maybe two days client work one day is your youtube video one day of the course like then you have i guess that's only four days then you write then that's the time you have that's the time you have and so you have to make the best of it but that obviously you could spend a day a week on the course for 10 months and probably that's not what you want to do so you also have to do that sort of the other side of like you have a deadline at some point right okay what about a check-in like what if you do you need to have a draft of of the videos or something like I don't know what your process mm-hmm. is, right? But if you if you first write like what are the the eight lessons we're gonna have, mm-hmm. you need to have that by like I don't know next week or two weeks from yeah. now, right? So that's like it just focuses you on that, and that's gonna be the thing. And you know you're allowed to change your you know things can yeah, change, yeah, and yeah. that's fine. But like at least you know this is the body of work you need to deliver by that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that could be good. I think having the second video done by the end of this week would be is i mean the demo it's it's late already but it's we could do it i think that, is that would be it, good like that's more important to me getting the second video like getting the second demo to the place where the first demo is than than knowing all eight topics just because i think as we build it out we're going to know which apis we're using and so which ones we have to cover so maybe it'll end up that we only have five or six videos or maybe we feel like we need a ninth you know what i'm saying i mean i don't want it to it's so I think I think it's more I think getting the second video I don't, in a good spot the, the demo anyways would be an awesome thing to have done by next by the end of this week. Got it. So it has to be the demo, not the video. You're you're working on the demo. Yeah, I think that yeah, exactly. Because once we have the code, I mean, it does take some work, obviously, but it's it's like the hill chart, you know, in Basecamp they talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. The unknown is the demo. So like, we, you're in the uphill part right now. Yeah, exactly. Where there's just. It's where the unknown unknowns are. And then right. once you have the demo, okay, let's refactor the code, clean up a little bit. And then 
you know, I can take a demo and teach it like with my eyes closed, like because that's all I do. So that part is way more known and it's way more like predictable in terms of the, the time and effort it takes. It's the it's like, oh, we see this like blur effect in the things check mark example. So like we were like screen recording it and moving it by frame and trying to figure out the best way to do it. So that's like, oh, it actually turns out it's like a three stage animation. That's the stuff that's more unknowns. So got it. Okay. Yeah, so there's a yeah. big discovery kind of phase. That that makes sense. So yes, that's why is that's this is also exactly hard to scope and predict. It's same with is true with a lot of my YouTube videos where I have an idea of what I want to do, but it ends up being yeah, like R and D time or whatever. Things don't go, you know. It's just like real coding and why why deadlines and software is so hard. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. So it's not so much like you already have it in your head and you just got to put it down in lessons and record right. videos. It's like you really R and D stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the easiest courses to make and, and to teach are the ones where you, you build the, the, an app or something and then you just kind of roll it back and, and, and do it because you know it's all there and you can just teach feature by feature or whatever or page mm -hmm. by page or, or whatever. Whereas this, just by its nature, it's like, yeah, we're going to, you know, if we have to like recreate the header from Stripe, the nice header on their website that everyone loves. I'll go check it yeah, out later. You, if, I guess it's like nerdy front end stuff. But if you go to like Stripe.com, yeah. you know, and you hover over the, the top product solutions developers company. Uh -huh. Yep. It's yep. like the drop down that like is animated and, and everything. It's like really smooth and it's like, it's a, just a nice implementation. It's, just, it's pretty. True. Um, so oh rebuilding gosh. that kind of thing is something you could definitely do with frame or motion, but the actual implementation would be like, you know, it'd be tough to figure it out. Like you just want to, you know, it's, it's where the unknowns are basically. So. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, if I can help with any kind of deadlines. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No, I, should, I will. No, I should. I, I should use this as an opportunity to do that next time. Like once I should talk with Ryan, we should get some things down. I should basically just say, but yeah, hopefully by the next time we talk next week, definitely should have video two done for sure. At least. Sweet. You know. Or gonna... not video two, but the demo. So yeah, you can hold <laughs> me to that. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll ping you on Slack and be like, Hey, uh, how's that demo going? Nice. <laughs> During the week. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, How about you? What what you been working on? So let's see. Thanks to your feedback and input on blog posting. So I've been writing once a week. Of course, it's only been two weeks, but uh, you know, <laughs> you can't call that a trend. But it's it, I've I've uh, sort of decided to force that. Like, okay, I need to have a blog post wrapped up on Friday, and I've been publishing on Monday. So I did that for two weeks. I have one that should be, you know, that I'll finish tomorrow and should, I'm going to publish it the Monday after. And I like Mondays better. Just it, it works better with some newsletters and that, you know, like I mentioned last time that drives a lot of traffic or I guess it could be Tuesday, but not Friday. Like Friday is a, like a bad day, you know, when I finish them. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> I learned that one the hard way, but yeah, so, so I'm doing that and I like that. It's been kind of interesting to see the constraint force me so sometimes i would like toggle between blog posts you know and i have several ideas during the week and i'll throw them there and stuff like that mm -hmm. but because i have to have something i sort of commit by tuesday like mm -hmm. what i'm gonna write and i just have to write that one and i've also been setting aside half an hour at least half an hour if an hour possible in the morning like before before client work to write right and so it's interesting, again, the forcing function of I need to have something out. I've chosen it's this blog post, even though I'm hitting like a roadblock and I don't know how to shape yeah. it correctly. 
and I just have to write. And it, in those 30 minutes, I don't open anything else. I'm just writing. I'm just forcing myself to write. And so really that's been good. It's been an interesting, like, it's been an interesting experience already, even though it's only been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, do you ha- do you get block or anything? Like when you're like, are there, have there been days where you're just like, can't do it or like you just, I don't know. Or, or, or do you usually, you're able to get going with it? I mean, I write something like I've, I've, I've written enough blog posts that I know my own sort of process, like the mm-hmm. first pass. And that's good enough for a first day. It's like, I'll just write, mm-hmm. I'll just throw stuff on a page. Right. I don't have like the empty page kind of thing. Right. Because I'm not right. starting from blank. Like if I had an right. idea or saw something, I just jotted some notes. I'll throw that. I'll flesh it out. I just throw it in there. And then that's sort of my first pass on. And that might be like a Monday and a Tuesday. I'll polish that a little bit more Wednesday, a little bit more. And then usually by Thursday, I'm starting to think of like, okay, do I want to add a little illustration or something? Because that's another thing I've been thinking about a little bit more. It's like, let me add a little illustration because that helps people understand the concept better. I'm trying to think more about the teaching aspect rather than just me blogging about something. It's like, how how can I communicate this in ways people like it and understand and things like that? So that's been really good. I, I'm enjoying, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But of course, it takes a lot of time, right? It's a lot of my my time is devoted to that. And like I mentioned last time, something we wanted to touch base on probably today is like uh, there's the consulting side and my blogging I think primarily works for consulting like it is it serves as marketing in some way but then there's the other side of how do I then do something that is not consulting where I'm not mm-hmm. exchanging time for money mm-hmm. so I've been thinking a lot about that and there's so many alternatives and like for example the, first of all there's I've been thinking a little bit more about productized services or that kind of concept of is there anything that I do right now that's consulting related that could be turned into some type of quasi product where I'm not just exchanging time for money in that same way right like something that I could sell an example of have you seen all the sorry go ahead no I was gonna say an an example of that would be you know something like a workshop is what I thought like something that I kind of create and people can just base like I could almost I could imagine a scenario where someone could check out in a web page and say, yes, we want right. to, you know, book you for this workshop. The workshop costs X thousands of dollars and I can do it with five people and it's going to, you know, book me a week and that's it. Right. And that, that yeah. kind of thing. So that, that's been interesting, the, an you, interesting have idea. About that? I mean, have you, have you seen like the, you know, like the, the ladder Did we talk about that last time? The, the stepping, the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rob Wallings, uh, what is it called? Yeah. 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 Step, stair step uh, approach stair step approach yeah 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 so i mean i'm a big fan and i've been mm-hmm. that is what i was what i've been trying to do for a while that's why i like mm-hmm. did my testing live view course that was sort of the first step and also just me trying to sell something online because i'd never right. done that Make it um, on the internet yeah yeah people say it's like it's life-changing it is it is kind of interesting it's like wow people are paying for this thing that i just created online yeah. so yeah th- that would yeah, be pro- part of the, the idea like getting away from consulting though you're gonna need something that's a bigger replacement of the income so actually buy your time back but i I like the idea of having something on a website someone can check out you know so it's a standardized version of of, of what you do consulting if there's enough similarity Mm -hmm. from one client to the next that's kind of how you first identify like a productized service we kind of tried to do that when we were doing more ember consulting i guess the closest we got to was mentoring but that's Mm. still trading time for money but it's at least again a little more like packaged up we had our prices and we just told people what it was it was nice because you're you're starting to standardize it you're getting slowly away from the custom consulting stuff 
Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about like a workshop, for example, it's still time for money, but you can sell a workshop as a package for more than you would for just consulting, I think. Right. And so you can kind of try to gain some time back, I guess, right? Right. By by doing that kind of thing. Now that that's only one side. Like so I, I won't say my ultimate thing. Like I one one of the things I always like doing is building products, or at least that's in my head. Building software as a service is is ideal. I think I like the idea of recurrent revenue. I like the idea of building something of my own. But I mentioned last time, like I'm not sure if I want a team. Like I don't I don't know if I want to build something where I'm going to need a team, or if I want to build something that's more passive income on the side. Like I don't know, a Heroku add-on or a Shopify app or something like that. Where I mean, it could eventually replace all my income, but it could also just be like a nice side income, right? Why are you thinking about this? Because you're just trying to think about where you're headed. What do you mean by (laughs) like about what kind of business you want to make? I feel like it's a it's a premature question in a sense. Like what what made you start thinking about this? I mean, it's it's something that's always been in my head. I just want to. I think for a while I've been. I want to own something that is my own, and I want to. Why do you want to do a business? But why are you asking the question of like what kind of business to start? I guess. Just like productized servers versus like a SaaS app versus or yeah exactly a SaaS app with a team growing a team versus you know a side like an add on. The reason I say I think it's premature is because it's like that would be a good problem to have that be able to choose between <laughs> two successful businesses. You know. But, yeah. True. But business building is like really hard. So I think the, I think it would be nice to be in a position where you get to choose that. I guess I guess it's kind of like there's there's work to do to get there and yeah it's like uh yeah it feels like that's like a later step to me i guess yeah it's a good i mean that's derek has talked about when he started his company like i thought about what kind of business i wanted how much support i wanted to be responsible for and and stuff like that but but the calendar idea you know i don't know if he just it there's so much more that goes into having a successful business, mainly like <laughs> right. distribution and like actually having a product that people hear about. Yep. And so that feels like to me, at least having done Ember Map and now what we're doing now, feels like the hard part is like, okay, you make a great thing. How are people going to find out about it? Yeah. So I understand your question now. I think it's like the reason why I'm trying to think about these things is because my approach might be different. Like, I think I don't want to try to build a SaaS app where I'm going to need a team Uh if that's not going to be something I can do, right? Like maybe my time is limited and I can't devote that. Like maybe this, like I could imagine trying to build a SaaS app where the support requirements are more than I can give on my side time, but it's also not bringing enough income to replace my consulting income. Right, right, right. And And then I'm sort of stuck in a place where like I just sort of, build something that I want to support because people are using and it could go somewhere, but at the same time, I don't have the bandwidth to do that. Right. And so I, I think reaches like escape velocity or whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I so it, I think it, it helps in the, tr- in terms of like the idea of what it is that I want to build or, you know, I mean, th- there's millions of things that, that factor into that idea. Yeah. Like you said, distribution, all these things are super that, important. Yeah, that I guess that's what I was. I, I get what you're saying for sure. I think I guess what I'm saying is, regardless of your answer to that question, let's say mm-hmm. you want you had a vision of building a SaaS company with a team and hiring people versus a add-on for Heroku or something like that. Regardless of the answer to that question, your next like five steps are the same. So you don't have to think about that. 
That's what I think. It's fair. Maybe. Maybe. I think I think you probably I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you assuming I'm doing like a um audience first approach? I guess I am. I guess there has to be some audience. Now, you know, Ben talked about that on our product that like he doesn't he thinks that having a personal audience helped him with tuple but like if there was someone who was ready to start tuple and they were like a year behind him in audience building he's like it wouldn't have helped them to take a year to build audience but at the same time he did have people who at least were aware of him and i do think there are some steps even if you're not going full on audience mode that would look the same i guess right and I, but i think that's where it this sort of this matters right like if it's i agree like i've heard this I guess Ben said it, but I've also heard it from Rob Walling saying, like, I don't think you need to have an audience. Like, it's helpful if you yeah. already have one. Yeah. But if you're going to start a SaaS app, it's not that you should spend years building an audience to then launch the thing, right? For sure. I think you need to think about at least one distribution channel. Like, is it going to exactly. be SEO? Is it going to be, you know, yeah. something else? So I think there are ways to do that. I'm not an SEO expert. By any, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an SEO newbie. Um and so, you know, I'd have to think about yeah. those things. But, yeah, I mean, I think right now is all of these things are floating in my head. It's helpful. I mean, I, I, I want you to keep challenging that because right. I want to. The, the reason is, like, I feel like I don't know exactly how to spend my time, right? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to focus my time onto something and then try to push that something forward. But because I haven't decided on the something, like, I can't push my time forward. So I've even yeah. created a... I even did the, the 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 backwards thing, right? Where I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll find people to." I but yeah. I want to build this app, so I built an yeah. app, the MVP of it. Like it's it's close to the MVP. I, there's something. Oh, yeah. there's what, one more what thing. Was it called? I or call it, it. Yeah, it's it's internal company announcements, and I called it Herald. Right, 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 right. Um, right, right. And it's it works. Like it right. has a Slack integration, so somebody can post an announcement, markdown, and you know we'll make it into a nice HTML page. Sends an email to those people subscribed to that topic. It posted in Slack channel. That's cool. And of course, nobody's using it because I haven't talked to anybody, right? And right. And, and I realized, like, of course I run into this. I knew I was going to run into it, but it's always surprising. When I run into it, I was like, okay, I built this thing. I have no idea who to talk to. Like, uh, you know, I, and I could reach out to people and stuff, sure. and I haven't done that. But one of the concerns there is the support issue. Like, what if I end up having support and, you know, uh, having to support this thing and I don't have enough time? So I don't even know. Like the, I'm sort of stuck in that place of like, I don't know what to do. I could focus on that app. I Yeah, I guess that's like, I mean, first of all, it'd be good to figure out if that's even an app you want to pursue in building a business you'd want to, you would want to even. So that's good to ask that. I guess where I'm coming from is even if you don't do the audience thing, you do have to think about distribution and just like even talking to your users. Like, sure. And who are those users? And so that's where it doesn't have to be an audience thing, but it's like, I want you to avoid going down that path again where, it's just easy for us to build, you know. Oh gosh, it's so easy because you don't have to talk to anybody. Not, you sit in your computer, it, it, exactly. And so it's just such a trap, and that's why you know that's why like the YC people are always like, you know, what can you? What's you know? You have this idea for a business. You're building a product. Blah blah blah. It's going to take X many months, whatever. The okay, what can you? What can you ship and put it in your users' hands by the end of two weeks or, or whatever? Right. So it's like how to think. Maybe there's some way you can answer this question by like, even if you're not audience building, you know, you're doing marketing and research Mm -hmm. and stuff like, you know, the nice thing about the folks I know who have done the audience first approach is like, 
the audience basically ended up telling them what to build. So by the time they build it, it was like validated because they have enough people who they can already distribute to via Twitter or YouTube or whatever. And they're already all asking critical number of them are asking for the same thing. So right. it just is like naturally happens. Right. 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 So you need to, even if you're not going to build an audience, you need to like emulate that where you're basically doing some form of like this research and figuring something out. I think the answer is not going to necessarily just be in your head is what I'm saying. Cause even if you think about the perfect thing you want to build, if no one finds out, you have to think how you're going to get it into someone's hands. So you can start talking to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny cause I've, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts you know this, on right, all this stuff right, and I know, right. I know it, I know it right. uh, intellectually. Like right. I had heard about it. I'd heard it, but of course when you go through it and it's so funny cause this thing that's happening to me where like I built the app and I knew like I knew this could be a possibility yeah. and now I'm experiencing it. It's so easy to put the name on it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. This is what they're talking about. And it's so true because I I have like I don't even know who to go to or who to talk to. Right. So like if I had if I had come from a place of this is a problem someone I know is having yeah. and I'm building a solution, you have immediately you have the person to talk yeah, you to have to an like, actual person. Right. But didn't you exactly. do that for it wasn't this app for like you or for your team at ThoughtBot or whatever? Well, this is something that ThoughtBot used to have, and they archived mm. the, the the thing. And I even when I was a ThoughtBot, I talked to Chad and I said, "Can we sell this?" And he said, "Nah, <laughs> like he didn't want to sell it because <laughs> because you have to convince someone. There, there's a difficulty in selling this. I think you have to kind of sell high up in the company, right? It's not a product you can just sell to a single person, kind of thing. And you know, ThoughtBot, I don't think was interested in in, in trying to sell that product. They're trying to yeah. focus on on consulting, but I think it's different because I'm a single person, right? Like for it to be fine, a profitable business for a company is different for it to be profitable yeah. for me, right? Like it's it's a sort of a drastically different scale. Okay, so and but it's, now that you, yeah, go ahead. And it's an app I always loved. Like it, yeah. it, I, I love not only like in the sense of like I enjoyed using it, but yeah. I always found it missing when I work at clients' teams. There is no way to communicate with the team. Uh -huh. Announcement, project updates, that kind of thing. Like I uh -huh. do think there's there's something missing there. Except the difficulty is that you have to educate people. And that's why I don't know if this is like a, an easy product to sell. You have to educate people on how to use it and kind of change uh -huh. the kind of behavior and that's a hard thing to to sell right to people so okay but if if you like this idea enough your next step is basically to find people who are experiencing this pain point right right so that is your next step it has nothing to do with coding and i guess the point i'm trying to make is let's say harold is not the direction you want to go you want to go something else your first step for whatever it is, is going to be finding someone who's experiencing the pain point. So I think you should, I think you should practice, you should try to find people who could stand to benefit from, from Harold and who have a pain point. So now the question is like people who are experiencing this pain point, well, they say, is it like, is it a shark bite or a mosquito bite? Right? Like right. tying your shoes is a pain point that everyone has, but it's not, what do they call it? Like, it's not something people are going to be willing to pay money to solve. Exactly. So it's not a, it's not a mark. You know, they call it like a, well, there's such a good term. It was like something like marketable pain or whatever it is. Interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember, I think this is also in the mom test, um, maybe? Anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know what you mean, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, so, it's... Yeah, some, something that people are going to be willing to pay to solve. And so, again, if you're not... You can do that really easily when you have a, an audience, but building an audience is, is hard. It takes a lot of work. And it might not be something you want to do or interested in doing. So instead... How are you? Gonna, you can ask people, you know, you can go to forums or you can, I don't know, like you have to figure out 
that is the first step is like finding the people who are experiencing the pain. Yeah. And even as you're talking about this, I actually made me think because one of the difficulties is the abstractness of like, I need to find these people and where I'm going to find these people. And like, the problem is that I think now I'm realizing this as we're talking about this is that it's too general purpose right now in my head, right? Like it could serve for any company, but because it could serve for any company that's doing remote work, distributed work, right? Remote work. Mm -hmm. Then I don't even know where to go, but maybe what I should do is think about, okay, I need to target, like I need, I should go talk to remote companies that are, yeah, like less than a hundred people, probably startups for two reasons. One, it's Markdown. And so I think they're more familiar with like that kind of thing. And two, getting into a gigantic corporation is a lot harder. So I think probably limiting the number of people already is a better starting point. Like, yeah, remote start startups who are small, you know, under 50 people or whatever, under hundred people and probably developers because they like Markdown or or whatever. I mean, that, that right there gives you some idea of who to, you know, who you could talk to. You have to talk to someone you have to, absolutely, you know, I just don't know who, right? But this is yeah. actually helpful because it's helping me refine yeah. this. Like, oh, who? Well, who is this? That I'm asking too broad a question. Like, it's not right. just who. Like, because if it's all companies, it's like I need to figure out a, a niche to start in. And yeah, sure, maybe it'll like it'll expand and work for other companies as well. Right. But like, I need to find a start niche. Start with a niche, yeah, niche down mm-hmm. or whatever. And there was okay. I'm trying to remember there was this. Yeah, nail it then scale it was a book that that was pretty good too. That had some of this stuff, you know. How to do research without like, you know, you're not selling anything. You're literally just trying to figure out the problems. problems. Yeah, exactly. And you can like work on an email that's so good that someone will respond to it if it was cold, you know, and you think like cold emails don't work. You archive all that stuff, but it's because they say stupid things like, you know, we think about cold emails that actually work (laughs) on us and it would be like, you know, you know, hey, Sam, whatever. Have you ever wanted to write an Ember app? you know, or front end and then just have a database that you work with through a web browser. So you don't have to run Postgres locally. I'm working on something like, you know, hell yeah, whatever it is, you know, something that's interesting enough. So there is a way to do that. And that's a good sign if you can get some percentage of people to actually respond. Again, if this is just brainstorm, but if you don't have an audience, you have to figure out some way to talk to people and figure out there's a pain point here we're solving. So if you can email something, you can figure out like maybe the best use case, the biggest pain point, like you had a feature release and you wanted to tell everyone about it. Did you, the last time you did that, you messaged something in Slack and half the people missed it or you wanted mm-hmm. some way for everyone to celebrate and there was no real good way. I mean, people like half your team did it, but you ha- you lose this in history, you know, wouldn't it be cool right. if whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need to do that. And I think, I think it was hesitating on that app, but I think because it's at the state it is, I, I think finding people to talk to and yeah, basically demoing it or giving them like early access could be a good yeah. I mean, it's because, also, it's built, right, because it's built because it's built like that's, a, that's a demoable. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a trap. I mean, it can be fine. You, you can it can work, but I think it's also good. I think the mom test and the, the nail it then scale it both those talk about like you want to yeah. research the pain. I guess. Right. Don't be to, pitching, you know, right? Like, I'm not trying to pitch my, my product, right? It's about yeah, ex- figuring out exactly. the pain point, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't it's thought hard, about this stuff in a while, but yeah, it's... it's it's a, The problem is it's a hard pain point to... And maybe maybe that's just a problem I need to work on. It's a hard pain point to articulate and to, like, fine-tune because people aren't... It kind of lives in the intersection of things. Like, mm-hmm. they, it's not a pain point that anything is very clearly targeting it's, right now. 
I think it's also true that like if that's if what you're saying is true, you're making it harder on yourself or you're choosing mm -hmm. a harder business to start, right? Because like right. it's true, there's gonna be like novel products that are introduced. People didn't know they need an iPhone or whatever. But you know, Jonathan Stark used to say this. Yeah, people didn't know they need an iPhone, but they definitely had like pain points around like getting around town or or whatever directions and you know looking something up having to be their computer for x y and z right so there's ways to get at the pain point that people express and that's what you want to focus on at this stage i think if you're going to start right. a business like this you know what i'm saying like yeah exactly um, and it's you know what you can just dude you you don't have to overthink it and it's the abstract thing i mean you built this for a reason right I ha like I know the pain point that I've I've, yeah, I've so seen what, it. What led you to be build it? Like there are right. don't get abstract specifically. Like what right. what actually did? Like what was one of the things that actually led to it? I'm asking to, to building it or to like when yeah. when I was at Thoughtbot. What do you mean? Yeah, building that, a went. Yeah, that 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 made you. Yeah, what led you to build it? What did you want to do? Like specifically? <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted teams to be able to communicate. That's but like across specific. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, you remember good wishing, point. Reaching for project updates was one. Like project okay. updates, I want to know what other teams are doing in a subscription basis. Like I want to subscribe to things that other people are doing, or I actually, and this is another one. I wanted so to communicate so to people how a particular project was going in long form okay. without having to like resort to email or, and obviously Slack is like a terrible way to do it because it you know. I don't know if people are seeing it, I, and you know, they just. So tell me more about what you did. Like, think something specifically about you had a long form. What was a long form update that you wanted to say? What kind of things were you trying to communicate to the team? Code stuff or like how? how yeah, there were like done? new features, new features for a particular product. Or this was a sort of different case, but sort of uh, lessons learned about a particular, like this was a, a thought about like lessons learned about particular projects, like things that we learned on this so particular at, consulting engagement. Down a client. Mm -hmm. And we want to share like, how did this engagement go? What are the lessons okay. learned? What can we take for future, for future projects? Like I want to okay. distribute that to all the people who are interested in reading that okay. in the company. And, right. And what, and what did you do? In that, did you end up not writing that at all, or did you just send it out as like? Well, we had we had the tool. Well, we had it. We had the tool, right? And thought so I thought about it. there was an internal tool. Yeah, so we used that for that. I see. Okay, or so okay. I used it for that. You hmm. used it for that. Okay, so yeah, it's just that like if I want to communicate that at a client, so maybe that's the question you're asking. Like when I'm with a client. They don't have this tool. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist yeah. to thought about anymore either. I think like they inter I anyway. They they kind of um, they archived it and they built it in house in the in the main tool that Thoughtbot has. If I'm at a client and we want to share a project update or a progress update uh -huh. for this particular new like it's been the case where I've worked on a sort of like a there's a theme right there's like a broad theme of things we're going to work on and we're trying to make progress and I want to communicate as each stage kind of completes like what do we do why do we do it how did it go yeah. And there is no good way to do that. How? And I think the reality is that I probably haven't communicated it as well. Like I've communicated in pieces. Like I put a snippet in Slack or something. I communicated in stand-up. I try to, like if we were using Trello or something, I'll try to include a description in the Trello card. But like, again, it's fractured and there's no single yep. place where I can say we accomplished this. And I think we just lost that information. Like there, it wasn't communicated. Yeah. Okay. To the team. So I'm relating to this because we do consulting and something we, we, it's a ad hoc way. We give updates to each client. Sometimes they would like it 
you know, just bullet points at the end of the day or end of the week. Sometimes we write something up. But I think this is a good pain point, dude. This is it's it's for freelancers and consultants who want to send updates to their clients. That's like a real pain point. And you can find those people because we've had that too. And you know, a lot of what you're talking about makes me think of like Basecamp, you know, because Basecamp is, is tries to solve this problem. So if people are using Basecamp, you have a place to write. You know, Adam has talked a lot about this as well. That his company uses Basecamp mm-hmm. and they put everything in there. And he does lots of long form writing and 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 lessons learned and, and stuff like that. So he, he encourages, you know, he, I think they, they have a healthy culture there and that's where they put it all. So we worked with them on like the headless UI website and I remember them using that and we were using that as well. So yep. that was like a solved problem in that case. But for most of our stuff, yeah, most of the teams we work with consult with, it's not a solved problem. It's a, it's just very ad hoc. So it's, I like that. I see, that's kind of like what I'm, that's like a very specific, you can really solve you know, our, that's our problem to solve, or you can find people easily. Now you can go and talk to consultants who, Hey, is mm-hmm. it ever, you know, is it a pain to update your, your clients? Do you, do you have this situation which happens to us where, you know, someone hired you who, who likes you and, you know, went to vouch for you and got the budget to actually pay you. And then their boss like wants to know, you know, a month or two or three months into the project, what are these guys doing for us? They see our bill and they're like, okay, we need to justify this. They're expensive consultants. So then the guy who hired you is like, all right, we need to start doing updates to show what we're doing. Right. And then it's a pain in the butt for us because we have to like, you know, check in and put stuff down in Slack or make it as an email. And it's like not real. you know what I mean? It's like, there's no pro- real good process there for us. It's very ad hoc. So that's like a real pain point that is monetizable pain point. That was the term from earlier. I think that's that's an example of like something that is a pain point that you could find and address, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to dig in more. I think there's there's like several angles here, but I really like that. I know I appreciate that. And I think that could be a really good group to start talking to because I'm in that, uh, you know, area right now. Yeah. I mean, we're there and we have lots of friends who do consultants and, and, and yeah, you're kind of solving your own problem too, which is great as opposed to trying to find, you know, yeah, some manager, mid-level manager at, a, at an enterprise company that wants to send out announcements to their, you know what I mean? It's just very general. Yep. So I think this is, it's good to, it's good to be focusing and niching down like this. Interesting. Cool. Thanks, Sam. We should, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up then. Awesome. Another week in the yeah. bank. Still yeah. gotta figure out the name of this guy, but we'll we'll put that on the to do list. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But thanks for doing it, man. It's always Dude. nice to chat, and uh, Absolutely, this was man. really helpful. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so I got to get that video out to you next week, or the the second demo out next week, next time we chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've committed now. <laughs> I have. <laughs> All right, cool. buddy. All right, man. Say hi to thanks the for doing this. For me. <laughs> Will do. All right. All right. See buddy. you, man. Bye.